0: The episode you're about to listen to is actually an interview from our Before You're Ready Summit, where we interviewed 10 amazing women who started exactly where they were with what they had right now to make their dreams a reality. So if we reference the summit in the interview, that's why. Enjoy. I also just wanted to let you know about a free ebook I've created on how to procrastinate proof your week. It's packed with seven days worth of productivity tips to ignite imperfect action and kick procrastination to the curb. From supercharging your Monday motivation to making sure you get all your work done on Friday afternoon, we've got every day of the week covered. Head to agirlinprogress.com slash procrastination or find the link in our show notes to grab yours. Welcome to A Girl in Progress, the self-development podcast for millennial women working on themselves for themselves. We believe it's possible to strive to become the best version of yourself while also accepting yourself exactly as you are. Whether it's giving you a glimpse into the daily routines of inspiring women or sharing the stories of those who started before they felt ready, this podcast is all about encouraging you to take imperfect action towards your goals and find productivity and success on your own terms. As for me, I'm your host Emma Norris. I'm a journalist, author, cheese enthusiast, imperfect action coach and the founder of a agirlinprogress.com. Let's get into the episode. Hey, Lauren. Hi, Emma. Thanks so much for coming on the summit. I'm super excited to interview you. I feel like for people watching at home, Lauren is a good friend of mine, but it's not very often that I get to actually interview her. So yeah, super excited. So you are... <laughs> yes, thanks for having me. Yay. Um, so you're a fitness writer, you're a group instructor, and you are a soon-to-be personal trainer. Um, but I know you actually came from a journalism background and started in magazine publishing. So I'd love to hear a little bit in your words, yeah, where you sort of come from and what you're doing now. So yeah, so I'm a journalist
1: by, I guess, by trade. That's what I studied at university. Um, I've been working full-time in the magazine industry I guess the past few years, um, but sort of, I feel like it was maybe like one year into the industry, I was sort of like, started going to the gym during lunch breaks, and then I was like, hey, this is actually like pretty fun, didn't really see, you know, it ever being like a career or anything, I just thought it was, you know, sort of replacing when you're at school and you play sport, going to the gym sort of filled that that extracurricular activity Um, but then I guess over the course of, um, of going to university and working, you know, a nine to five desk job, I guess I put on a lot of weight. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to get a personal trainer. I'm going to start working, you know, one-on-one with someone to help me, you know, shed that little bit of extra, you know, happy kilos, I like to call them. Um, and I guess probably about six months into working one-on-one with a, a car, an online doing um, nutrition coaching and I guess doing like a customized training program I saw like amazing results and I fell in love and I was like I fell in love and I just sort of thought I kind of want to do this but it wasn't for another 18 months until I actually started my my certification to take the steps towards doing
0: that awesome okay so let's go back a bit to like the start of your health and fitness journey how did you know it was I guess Like, how did you know it was time to actually invest in your own health and fitness and what sort of like led you up to that point?
1: Yeah, so when I was when I got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm going to like knuckle down and make like a full on commitment to my health, I'd already been going to the gym training regularly, I guess, for about 12 months and, you know, going to group classes at the local work gym. And I think I was seeing a personal trainer for about maybe four or five months. And I'd lost about sort of five kilos, but every day I felt like I was just slugging it out in the gym. Like I was sweating so much and I just didn't feel like my results were reflecting the hard work I was putting in. So I reached out to a friend of mine who Um, who was actually a strength and conditioning coach. And I knew him from back home in high school. And he was always really overweight as a kid and as a teen. Um, And then I guess once he started, once he finished high school, he got into the gym and eventually got into bodybuilding. This was transformed his life. And I felt like I was going to, so I reached out to him and I sort of asked him, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing um, I'm not really seeing any results. Do you have any advice? And the way he sort of said it, you need to be doing like proper resistance training. So weight training with a bit of cardio and a bit of conditioning. And he said, but you know, the high intensity um, aerobic classes you're doing at the gym aren't exactly going to get you the results that you want. And then he also said, you also need to look at your nutrition because nutrition is like 90 I feel like it's ninety nine percent of you no, know maintaining your results, so i I do feel like doing a lot of resistance training so weighted bands or anything like that is really, really great but if you're if you're doing all of that, so I was slugging out in the gym for a year, and I wasn't addressing my nutrition, so as soon as we addressed my nutrition, everything was just like something like a light bulb clicked and the results just sort of happened. So that was when I first, that was when I decided I was like, all right, I've, I'm going to make a commitment and I'm going to stick with this coach. I'm going to do the program 110%. But that was actually after I had been to see a GP about my extreme, extreme fatigue. And I had already been going to the gym for over six months at this point um I'd lost about five kilos and I went to a GP because I was sleeping from I'd like to say 8 30 p.m at night till 7 30 in the morning and I was still tired so pretty much sleeping for 11 hours really tired I was struggling to stay awake at my desk at work and I wasn't it wasn't like I was drinking heaps of coffees to stay awake um but I just I couldn't I couldn't keep my eyes open I was struggling with I went to the GP and I said, I you know I think there's something wrong with me, like help. And the GP, you know, ran some tests. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, basically, sort of said, you're just 20 kilos overweight. You need to look. You need to, <laughs> you need. That was really like the moment that sort of pushed me across the line to be like, all right, what I'm doing isn't working. How can I put in place strategies to get me to where I want to be?
0: So it was more to do with how you felt and having enough energy than like looking a certain way, right?
1: Yes. yep. So that was definitely, yeah. So she was the first one that sort of said to me, you're 20 kilos overweight. You're actually classified as, you know, your height and weight, you're actually classified as obese. So you need to lose weight. Whereas I, I genuinely thought I didn't realize that I had put on so much weight and I genuinely thought that I had like chronic fatigue or I had some sort of like insulin resistance because I thought I was eating well. I thought and I was like, I'm getting enough sleep. I'm drinking enough water. I'm exercising every day, 45 minutes to an hour. Why am I so tired? So I was genuinely convinced that there was something wrong with me.
0: What were some of the biggest changes you made to like what you were eating or even just your lifestyle? Um, I guess so
1: definitely lifestyle making exercise like a non-negotiable so yes when I was working nine to five I go at lunch but you know how it is working a nine to five job you don't always have time to go at lunchtime and especially you know if you want to if you don't want to rush and you want to have a little bit of extra time you don't want to be stressed leaving the office so then it was a matter of all right I was I going before or after work and it was like I had to pencil it into my diary so it was a non-negotiable so going to the gym it just became part of my routine it was either I get up and I go before work or I don't make plans after work and I go I go straight straight from work so building that into my routine was really important for me and making it a habit and also with the nutrition not eating out every meal not you know Uh buying all the pre-packed even like the pre-packed schnitzels and stuff at Coles um I'm not a cook but I sort of had to learn how to cook myself and you know learning about not putting like a cup of oil when you're like cooking meat or cooking vegetables because at the end of the day that all adds up so you know learning about portion sizes learning about having a balanced diet i wasn't getting enough protein i was meat like maybe once a day and the rest was just like carbs and breads brown stuff more carbs <laughs> yeah <and cheese. laughs> brown stuff the good stuff yeah um but in my own experience Eating that, like for some people, but for me, I need the variety of everything to feel full and to feel satiated and to feel like I've got enough energy and to feel healthy. And I haven't really been sick in a very long time. I used to get like five to six weeks. Mind you, I did get my tonsils out, but (laughs) I haven't got sick. I haven't got sick since, so amazing
0: um, and i know it's not about the numbers but how much weight did you end up sort of losing in that process just to give people an idea of the like level of transformation we're talking about here <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: all right cool so i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you two numbers so in the first year And in 18 months I lost 30 kilos keeping in mind that the extra six months I actually prepared for a bodybuilding competition yes. so I kind of say now I lost or I've lost around like 25 kilos because now, now I'm sort of sitting around
0: in that sweet spot yeah you're hel- you're a like happy month. healthy spot
1: being as lean as yeah. yeah yeah
0: exactly
1: exactly so and I, I feel like I've got good balance um I have tapered off a little bit on my exercise at the moment moment simply because life gets busy i'm uh, as you said before i'm studying to be a personal trainer so i finished my cert within a, in a couple of weeks um so you know there are obviously always going to be times in your life where your own health and fitness has to take i wouldn't say take like a backseat but sometimes you're not going to be there's not, not going to be priority. every single week of the year when you're able to work out. yeah, yeah. exactly exactly and I find that was one thing I really struggled with at first in like the first six months of my journey is like all right exercise I can't go to this event because I've got to go to the gym so now I feel like I have found a good a good balance of all that so
0: that's awesome um I want to talk about your bodybuilding your bikini competition um yeah do you feel like was that something that you felt ready to do obviously the theme of this summer is before you're ready so was, yeah, like, what was your mindset around that at the time? Did you feel ready when you jumped in or was it just kind of a goal that you, like, a big goal you needed to set for yourself to, like, yeah, something to strive for? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was actually, like, when I first started losing weight, I guess it's two years ago now, um, I sort of, I said to my friend, uh, I, to him I was like I'd love to eventually do a bodybuilding competition one day and he was like all right Lauren like that's a great goal but right now we need to address everything else you've got going on Mm -hmm. so after a year of you know 20 kilos and getting into a really good time good routine at the gym eating well that was when I was like okay I think I think I'm ready I felt ready And I was like, I'm ready to commit. This is something I really want to do. I don't want to wait like another 12 months. However, Hmm. obviously having just lost 20 kilos, I didn't have too much muscle. So a lot of the girls that I was going to end up being up against on stage, you know, had had years and years of training behind them. They'd competed before. So in that sense, I probably wasn't as ready as I could have been. However, I felt, I felt ready and I felt confident and I wasn't going out there to win. I actually entered a transformation category um, because I wanted to show my story and where I'd come from. And to me, the, the reward was getting on stage and actually being like, wow, I did this. 18 months ago, I was classified as like obese. Now I'm stepping on stage half naked. <laughs> and showing to other people that you can do anything if you put your mind to it. So in that sense I felt ready but I feel like next time if I if I do another one I will be I will feel like 100% ready whereas this time I felt ready but in term, in other people's respect I might not have been as ready as I could yeah, have been. Yeah so.
0: it's awesome that you did it anyway even if people were saying, oh, you know, maybe you're not, yeah, 100% red. You're, like, in the best possible position to start.
1: Yeah, because pretty much every girl I compete, I speak to that I competed with, they always say, like, you're always going to feel like you're not lean enough. You're always going to feel like you're not ready to step on stage. Everyone's always going to have things that they think they can improve on, and people are always going to say and think to themselves, I could have done this, I could have done that. Like, I don't think, unless you know, you're absolutely incredible. I don't feel like anybody who steps on stage is ever actually going to feel like ready or when they step off stage, they don't feel like, Oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. But it's like, it's something that you work for months and months and months towards. You kind of put that, do I feel ready sort of to the side and be like, I am ready because I've got to be ready.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's the case with anything in life, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> but tell us about the moment when you are you know, everything's been leading up to this point and you're about to step out on stage. For the first time, what was going through your head? Yeah. Did you feel ready? Were you shitting yourself? <laughs> well, I was, to be honest, the whole day I was just like, like super, super,
1: super excited. It was a- only like as I went to step out on stage that I started to get like really sweaty palms and you know you line up and each girl goes out sort of one by one and you're backstage like behind the curtains where no one can see you and it kind of reminded me of when I was younger and I and I would you know perform on stage and I would compete and so I was sort of like Visualizing myself stepping out onto the stage, and I'd also spent, you know, months beforehand sort of perfecting my routine and visualizing the moment of myself walking out on stage and being super confident. So I think visualizing that moment when the moment came, I was like, "All right, crap! Like my my palms are really sweating I'm starting to get like a bit flustered and a bit light headed. But this is what I'm going to picture myself doing, and I'm just going to hope that it's just it's gonna
0: do it for me." <laughs> I feel like that's an awesome strategy for doing things before you feel ready. The visualization yeah. thing, like yeah, just yeah. visualizing how it's gonna go, and then it's when it comes to the moment, it's just doing that thing. I know that like sports people do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's such a such a great yeah answer. yeah. Um, and I want yeah. to talk about obviously you've had a huge change not only in your health and fitness but also in your career sort of like late last year so you left your job in magazines to kind of pursue being a personal trainer and um yeah sort of specializing moving into more in the health and fitness world so i'd love to hear a little bit about that transition how you knew it was the right time yes absolutely so Two days after my bikini
1: comp in July last year, I actually started going to classes in the city, um, part time. So it was two nights a week and then every Sunday for a full day. Um, so it was face to face classes and I was doing that on top of my full time job. So I'd enrolled earlier in the year and so I started, yeah, so I started going to the classes and then after a few months, uh, probably even a few weeks really going from working an eight and a half hour day in the office to class until ten thirty PM and then getting home really late, having to wake up the next day and do it again. I was feeling extremely burnt out and I was sort of like, something's going to get, something's got to give. I had already cut back a little bit on like exercise and stuff. I lost one weekend day a week and we're getting ready to go overseas for a month to visit my partner's family in England. And I was sort of like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep this up because I'm really struggling. So it was then that I sort of thought to myself, all right, I'm actually I'm actually going to have to, I think I'm going to have to leave my full-time job so that my studies can be a full-time commitment. Before we went overseas, so I had about a week, um, a week before we went off and then when I came back, I had no job. (laughs) I had a bit of savings, um, which I was really lucky to have. Um, But yeah, had a bit of freelance work lined up, but I was kind of like, I need to get work. (laughs) (laughs) Need to get work. Girls got to pay bills. So I ended up paying an extra bit of money to to get my cert free so I could start working in a gym straight away. So then I got a I got a job in a studio doing group 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 classes, but that was still that was like a slow start. It was a bit of transition. I obviously couldn't just go in and start taking like twenty classes a week. Hmm. So that was slowly building and then I was slowly doing a little bit of freelance on the side. And I was sort of like the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what have I done? Like I don't have a consistent income. I am, I can't pay my bills. Like I was really fortunate. I had my savings, but I'm really shocked. Not shocked. I feel like it's a lesson learned is how quickly money disappears when you don't have a consistent income. Oh coming yeah. In. Especially, <laughs> especially just, like drains out of your account. Bills due. You've got people to pay. Oh
0: yes. Exactly. Oh, my exactly. Dad's like, and at first
1: it's like, oh, that's fine. At first it's like, oh, this is fine. I've got $5,000 in my account and suddenly within six weeks it's gone and you're thinking, how? And then you're actually I was getting paid less than that monthly. So, and that would only last me the month. So,
0: yes. <laughs> That's been one of the biggest challenges then, like the money from transitioning from like the stability of a full-time job to I guess pursuing your passion. Yep.
1: Definitely. I actually, I had a a friend reach out to me the other day who's considering doing a similar thing. And she, and she just sort of said to me like, what, what are you doing for work? And I said, Oh, I'm doing a bit of freelancing, doing my group training. Uh, I finished my course in a few weeks. And, and I, she said like, but you're happy. You seem really happy. And I said to her, I was like, my mental health is the best it's been in years. And I feel, I feel great. Like every day. And I said but the one stress is the money and I was like I don't know how I don't know how I'm doing it I'm really fortunate in that I do have you know supportive But that is like the one stress so in that respect, I definitely wasn't ready. I know people say, you know, before you go out on your own, before you start your own business, you should have a year's worth of salary, however, or enough money to cover your expenses. But cost. how?
0: I mean, that is so. And when you're said and done, in a sort people of. Always say business. that. But like, what would you have to do to get to that? Yeah, level? Yeah. yeah.
1: I've never had a year's worth of salary. I've had a month's salary. <laughs> <in my account.
0: laughs>
1: oh. Just sitting in my account, and I was like, all right, I'm going to try and say, I'm going to try and save, but then it's like you just go around in circles and you just never get to the point where you're like, okay, I feel ready to now quit my job and have enough money. It, I just feel like life isn't perfect. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't, nothing always goes according to plan. Yeah. If I had waited until I felt ready to be like, all right, I feel ready to quit my job. I feel ready to go and do my certificates. I feel ready to go out in this industry, I wouldn't here, like doing my group training, uh-huh. doing my certificate, because I still don't feel ready. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. You just got to do it at some point. Um, and I want to talk about. I know that getting to journalism was something that you worked yep. really hard to do. You went to uni, you interned, you did all all the things that you have to do. Was it hard leaving behind something that you know it was your dream job at some point? And was it hard to detach from that idea of you know this is what I've worked hard to achieve? Yeah. I
1: had a lot of guilt for a long time, um, and I felt like because being a being a journalist and working in magazines was something I had wanted to do since I was in high school. And yeah, I, I felt I felt a lot of guilt, and I felt really bad leaving the industry, um, and you know, also having thirty thousand dollars worth of heck step for a degree that I feel like I, I no longer want to use. Um, so yeah, I did have a, I did have a lot of guilt. to to leaving the industry and going and spending another thousands and thousands of dollars to go do this other course. Um, But I feel like I had conversations, you know, with friends and family and, you know, with you as well about I needed to do what's best for me and what's going to make me happy. And working in journalism just wasn't fulfilling that anymore. I was getting really burnt out. I was feeling tired. I was feeling quite, you know resentful of having to slug it out every day Um, so it was kind of I had to sort of think what's what's going to make me happy and what is what is going to be the best for me going forward
0: awesome you lined up a job at a an awesome job at like a women's fitness studio as a group instructor like very very soon after you started like going down this journey how did you go about lining up an opportunity like that, like, and putting yourself out there and networking? Was it just a matter of, like, just, you know, putting yourself out there and, like, asking the right questions? Yeah, so the uh, studio i had, it's called Buff Girl
1: Studio in Bondi. It's actually right next door to a cafe my partner and I go to pretty much every single weekend. And his best friend is the chef there. And once he, once he found out I had enrolled to do my... Ser- in fitness next door, and asked me asked for a job asked if I could work there and I was like I'm not even qualified so then I ended up and he was sort of like all right they know you exist the doors open for you do whatever you please with it so then I you know I started just going in and introducing myself and say hey I'm friends with the chef next door um know i'm going to be studying my certificates i want to become a personal trainer like would there be an opportunity to come and like learn from you guys and then doing classes there um so then once i got my cert three i i had just kept in touch even while i was overseas i was if i wasn't in the classes i was emailing them say saying you know i'm super keen to come in and like you know chat more with you guys about future opportunities so I even when I was in journalism I had landed a full-time job six months before I graduated because from day one of my degree three years earlier I was emailing people and making contacts and then staying in contact with them over those years so that's what and I that was really helpful in getting me landing me a job so that's what I did again this time I was just you know, emailing them, going to the classes, keeping in touch. So then when I came back from overseas, I was a group instructor, is there any chance for me to come in and help out with some classes? And it slowly built from there. I was just helping out, assisting, shadowing the trainers. And now I have a few classes of my own that I run
0: each week. So... Amazing. Yeah, it's crazy how quickly you've got there. And I think it's, yeah, putting yourself out there, being open to opportunities, being able to see opportunities and and jump on them. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I know that people really like you taking initiative. Yeah, exactly. Initiative is such an underrated, taking initiative is such an underrated trait and it gets you everywhere. Like thinking outside the box and yeah, just being proactive about things, not just waiting for things to come to you because that never happens. (laughs) It rarely happens. Um, And I know that you've kind of come into contact now with, you know, I know a lot of people ask you about health and fitness, obviously because of your own journey, you're running classes. What do you think, what have you seen is sort of one of the biggest mindset blocks that stops people from, you know, stepping foot in the gym for the first time or like starting a new type of training or like putting the time, like telling themselves you matter enough to, you know, put the time into your health and fitness. Yeah. What are some of the biggest mindset blocks that that you've experienced yourself?
1: I think that there's two, two mindset blocks um the first one I definitely experienced myself so I think the first one is actually getting in to an environment where you can exercise whether it's a group training studio whether it's a gym whether it's you know boot camp classes down at the beach whether it's pilates up the road um people feel really warm
0: I can totally relate I had a gym membership sorry I just dropped out for a second there what did you say they feel very vulnerable did you say people feel really intimidated walking into a gym and
1: I experienced this when I had my first gym membership when I was in high school or I think I just left high school but you know I signed up to a, a year contract and I was like yeah I'm gonna start going and then I'd park in the car park and I would just be too terrified to walk in because I pictured that gym these places where they, you know, the big bodybuilding looking guys were in or like the super fit females. And I'm like, I'm not like that. I feel like people feel like they have to get fit before they walk into a gym. And but that is nine times out of 10. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's like exactly, seven. exactly. Rich and start I felt saving like, money. like <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I even remember, you know, I had a few PT sessions, and every time I did something, I would just laugh nervously because I was so I was so embarrassed. And you know, the coach would keep saying to me like, "Oh, like it's it's fine. Like what you're doing is fine. Everybody starts somewhere." And I thought, yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're like this muscly and like this big and <laughs> got a six pack in a gym before. Um, I feel like that is like one mindset block that I feel like most people find is actually getting the courage to go into the gym. And I think that's why group training studios and group classes are so great because I feel like they're an entry level point for people to come in and get comfortable in a gym environment because it's pretty daunting walking into fitness first where there's all the guys smashing these heavy ass weights and you're just sort of walking in being like, all right, what machines free so that's also why i feel like personal training is really great because they can help you get to the point where you feel comfortable going and using the weight so and what was the second one so the second mindset block i have is people overhaul their lifestyle to have to have a fitness journey or to lose weight people think that okay whatever they're doing now you know buying their avocado and toast at breakfast having their coffee you know getting snack in the afternoon eating out for dinner a few times a week with friends having wine on the weekend they feel like they can't do if they want to have a health and fitness journey they can't do any of that and people like just automatically think oh okay like that's just too hard i'm not even going to bother because i would rather live my life now and keep complaining rather than make a couple of changes and get the results that i want so I feel like it's really important and I'm so glad that I get to now be able to educate people and actually say to them, no, you don't have to spend hours and hours in the gym. Yes, you can still eat out. You can still have a couple of glasses of wine on the weekends. You can still have some avocado on toast, but the majority of everything else you need to be, you know, get lots of vegetables, get enough sleep. And then at the end of the day, those little extra things won't matter as much. Obviously, if you're having wine seven days a week and having a bottle every day of the week, that's another issue. (laughs) But I feel like people, people overestimate how to make little adjustments.
0: Yeah, there's a quote that's like, people underestimate how much they can do, overestimate how much they can do in a day, but underestimate how much they can do in like, you know, a couple of months. I feel like that's so true. It's just the little things add up consistently over time. Exactly, Being so all or nothing about everything. And I feel like that's something really well. And, you know, look where where it's got you. So the other day, and it was saying, you know, when clients
1: first start out doing personal training and they get really frustrated that they haven't lost, you know, three kilos in two weeks. And it basically said, broke it down to, so sort of the healthy, um, a healthy amount of weight to lose, you know, every week is half a kilo. So 500 grams and over the course of, and people like, oh, that, that's not much. Like, I feel like that's not a lot of weight, but over the course of a year that ends up being like 25 kilos.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It's the gradual half a kilo a week. That's not that's not a lot of weight. Yeah, exactly. But it, over a year, that adds up. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, what is the biggest piece of advice you'd give to someone who's thinking about pursuing their goals, whether that's, you know, getting fit or leaving their nine to five behind to do their passion, that, but they don't feel ready? Yeah. What is the biggest piece of advice you would give them?
1: Yeah. So my favorite thing is to write down sort of where you want to be in six or 12 months time if it's something that seems like crazy you think it's crazy unachievable break it down into i really like to use the smart goal method so break it down into something that's specific so whether it's you know losing weight make it like a set amount whether you want to lose 5 kilos whether you want to lose 10 kilos and then obviously put it it has to be measurable so that's where the amount of kilos comes in and then it has to be something that's achievable so if you're thinking about losing you know 10 kilos in a week that's probably not achievable it could be achievable, but it might not be realistic, which is the next step of the smart goal one and then the T is obviously the time bound so set yourself an amount of time that you want to achieve that goal in and for those big big monstrous goals like you know quitting your job and going freelance or starting a business or you know taking the first step into going into the gym and starting exercise is break it down into something you're going to do monthly, weekly, and daily to help you achieve or, you know, start exercising, living a healthy life. What's something you can do, you know, every single day that will add up. And it doesn't have to be something huge. It could, for some people, it could be as simple as literally going outside and walking around the block. If you do that every single day and you're someone who's never exercised, that will add up over the course of a year, two years, three years, doing that, I'd like to hope that eventually, you know, walking around the block might be walking around two blocks or yeah. walking up to the shops and back or doing a, little, doing a little bit more walking, a lovely beach walk down the road. But little things every day, like we said before, people underestimate how much they can achieve in a really long amount of time. But if you have like little things that you do each day, that's my biggest advice is for people to actually write down what they want to achieve because our brains have so much stuff going on. It's so easy to be like, Oh, I want to do this. And then it's like next year rolls around. It's like, Oh, I want to do this again. And that's why people really struggle with keeping new year's resolutions because they don't write them down and they don't have specific steps on how to achieve them. So yeah, they're
0: just looking at the the end goal and it just feels too far away. Whereas if you're actually like reverse engineering, too big, (laughs) yeah exactly uh also where can everyone find you yeah so
1: i'm on instagram as lauren underscore irvine so that's i-r-v-i-n-e so yeah i post some cool stuff about health and fitness i'm definitely going to be posting more uh when i start doing my personal training with my clients so yeah if there's anything you want to see or any information feel free to reach out to me always happy to help answer any questions
0: so. awesome thank you so much for coming on the summit and chatting with me and sharing your inspiring journey with everyone i know how much has inspired me so i'm sure it'll do the same for everyone thank listening you. at home thanks so much Emma. thanks for listening to the girl in progress podcast if you like what you heard make sure you hit subscribe and leave us a review You can also check us out over on a girlinprogress.com, the online destination for women working on themselves for themselves. Or get social with us on Instagram at underscore girlinprogress. Can't wait to see you there.